In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ is in our midst. He was, is, and always shall be. As I mentioned last week, this great feast and celebration and commemoration of the elevation of the Holy Cross, the feast day that we celebrated this past Wednesday, is a great and important and essential feast for us as Christians. And as Orthodox Christians, we devote a great deal of attention to the celebration and commemoration of this feast, such that we had our gospel and epistle reading from last week, and of course the feast day this past week, and then this week, the Sunday after the elevation of the Holy Cross as it is known, we devote two weeks and all the hymns, the prayers, the remembrances about the cross. And I hope that everyone grasps even at a certain level the reason why we do so as Christians. But we're confronted again in a different way today with the paradox, the contradiction that I spoke about this past week of the cross, the instrument of Christ's death as we've heard, that became a victory over sin. Certainly his victory because he rose from the dead three days after his crucifixion as we know, but became our victory over sin and death. Those of us who believe, those of us who through faith express that very same love that we heard in the gospel last week, that he gave his only begotten son through his divine love. This is what I referred to last week. But we heard what the cross meant and means to the world or to those that believe in him. Today, we hear about and our attention is directed to what it means to each and every one of us personally. It now becomes personal this week. And that is why we move from what it means to the world, to those who believe, to each and every one of us personally. And that's what we heard in the gospel and the epistle today. The world, society, thinks and believes and acts and responds and dismisses and rejects the cross as St. Paul said, folly, foolishness, worthless. Why waste your time? Why look to the future? Why sacrifice? Why forgive? Why be forgiven? The old eat, drink, and be merry. Let's live for today. Let's live for ourselves here and now. We don't need to live for anyone else. What we do is for us. And just as the Pharisee thus prayed unto himself, we make ourselves God. That's what society, that's what the world is leading us to. But our Lord, of course, makes it very clear to us how we should be thinking what we should be doing, 
how we should be responding through the gift of the cross. We hear what he says. Three things he tells us. Deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow. Three simple, yet seemingly most difficult responses for each and every one of us as it becomes personal for us. We think of denying ourselves as seeking or looking for or taking on or subjecting ourselves to intentional suffering. And who wants to suffer? I don't. And I don't think any of you would say, honestly, I want to suffer. None of us want to suffer. Physical, financial, spiritual. We want it to be full of peace and joy and love, easy. But that's not the way of the cross. And more importantly, that's not good for us. That doesn't lead to the very same things that we desire or we want. And it certainly doesn't lead to what we need. As we heard from the gospel a few weeks ago, the one thing needful, the Mary and Martha interchange, the one thing needful. To deny oneself means to fight against the impulses that we all have or all are faced with that are not in line or aligned with the Christian faith, with the life, even the three years that he was in his ministry, the life that our Lord showed us, an example to us, and witnessed to us, and led us to understand. To deny ourselves means to make choices as Christians, not occasionally, not once or twice, not when it's convenient, but on a consistent, daily basis, even when it is challenging, even when it is difficult, even when we may suffer. To take up our cross, then, is to act in a manner like Christ, a Christ-like manner. When our Lord was on the cross, how did he act? What did he do? The first thing he did was forgive those who put him there. Forgive those who ridiculed him, who tortured him, who beat him, who spit upon him, who scourged him, those words we hear in Holy Week every year. He forgave them, for they know not what they do. The first thing he did was forgive them who put him on the cross. And yet, we oftentimes have a very difficult time to even forgive little things. The way someone may have looked at us wrong or didn't give us what we think they should give us or say what we think they should say or do what they think they should do. Very little things we have a difficult time forgiving. And then he showed mercy to the thief on the cross. The one who repented at the last second. He showed mercy to him. Even in his own death, as he was dying physically, he showed mercy on the thief. And then he took care of his mother. We know that 
he gave his mother to be taken care of to the beloved disciple, to John. John to take care of the mother, and his mother to take care of John, and by extension, to take care of all the apostles, the Theotokos, who we, we seek her intercession, because she, as the mother of God, even in her own suffering, seeing her son on the cross, was consoling and taking care of those around her. And then we know our Lord continued to place His trust in His Father, our Heavenly Father and God. So to take up our cross means to act like Him, even when He was on the cross. To be forgiving, truly forgiving, to be merciful, to be caring, caring for one another, and to be trusting. This is what it means when our Lord says to take up our cross, to deny ourselves, to take up our cross. Now every one of us has a cross of some kind in our life. We know that. And even our Lord, as He was carrying His cross, asked someone or needed someone to help Him when He fell down. This was a wonderful example by our Lord. And Simon helped him and picked up his cross. So we too, even, even as we are challenged with our own crosses in life, are called to help others who are burdened, to help others carry their cross. This is becoming personal. To deny ourselves, to take up our cross, and then to follow Him. To follow Him. That, I think, is the most difficult thing for us. Because we just simply are not used to being, are not oriented towards being a follower. We want to be the masters of our own world. We want to live our own life. We want to lead our own life the way we want to. Especially now in this, in this divisive society that we live in. It's all about me. It's all about my right. It's all about what I should have. We don't want to follow anything. But this is what our Lord tells us. To deny ourselves. To take up our cross. And to follow Him. And how do we do that? How do we follow Him? Well, first of all, the epistle says it so beautifully in Galatians 2.20. Again, a, hopefully a very familiar verse. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. This is the, the heart of the Christian faith. Union and communion with Christ. We follow Him by striving, by daily denying ourselves, picking up our cross, and working toward a deeper union and communion with Christ. Prayer, scripture, worship, fasting, all these things that are kind of castaway statements that we hear and say all the time. Well, there's a reason why we hear this so frequently, because this is how we develop. This is how we grow, rather, 
into a greater union with Christ. This is how we follow him. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. These are Paul's words, but these are our plan, our blueprint, our direction to take the cross, the message of the cross, and make it personal for each and every one of us. The Orthodox prayer that I quote from quite frequently, I want to close with this because it is such a beautiful prayer and we say it multiple times in the Orthodox and even in the liturgy silently or, or as clergy we read this prayer, but it, it is so, it summarizes, it's the essence so much of this feast, this celebration of the cross. Having beheld the resurrection of Christ, let us worship the Holy Lord Jesus, the only sinless one. We venerate thy cross, O Christ, and we praise and glorify thy resurrection, thy holy resurrection. For thou art our God, and we know no other than thee. We call on thy name. Come, all you faithful. Let us venerate Christ's holy resurrection. For behold, through the cross, joy has come to all the world. Let us ever blessing the Lord place, praise his resurrection. For by enduring the cross, for us, he destroyed death by death. This is the message of the cross. Let it be the same message for each and every one of us. Let us make it personal to each and every one of us. This is salvation. This is eternal life. This is the joy of the cross. Amen.